0: Hello and welcome back to Falling Out As ever, I'm your host Elgin Strait and I'm very pleased to have you here I hope you've listened to the previous interviews with Elgin and Sunny And I hope that you've listened to my interview with Limi Bauer Which formed episodes 2 and 3 of season 2 And the reason I think all those are important is because they all form the backstory for this episode And I got to tell you, this whole thing has really come together in unexpected ways. I've alluded to this in previous conversations. This whole season has just kind of been put together on the fly as it's been unfolding. And when I started this season, I thought it would take a very different arc. But I think this conversation today will form the end of the arc. In fact, this is definitely going to be the last episode of season two of Falling Out. This is a roughly two-hour conversation with Algin and Limi and a woman named Teresa Obayashi who worked in the Jacob House nursery that both Algin and Limi were residents in. If you need some backstory on Jacob House, you should go back and listen to those other episodes because it's important context here. And when I think about this episode and everything that I've been doing, well, actually, hold on, first of all, what the hell have I been doing? I, I don't really know, to be honest, or, or let me rephrase that, I didn't know. All I knew when I started this was that I felt like all of these stories from all these people who grew up in and around this cult, they could have some sort of value to other people who maybe grew up in similar circumstances, both in this cult and in other cults. And what I found is that even just in the last few weeks, there's been an acceleration in people leaving the cult as a result of listening to this and listening to some of the other stories that have been put out there. I think the total that I am personally aware of are at least six people who have now left this cult as a result of listening to this podcast and very recently i know of at least two people who've left who have young kids and when i started this show i was thinking you know what this fucking cult took half of my life i'm going to live the second half the way i want to live and along the way i'm going to try and get some people out with it and the only resource that i have are the experiences that i had living that half-life for these motherfuckers and My willingness and ability to go and find other people That are willing to talk about it And well guess what Those motherfuckers took half of my life so far Well now I've gotten six adults out Let's say they get half their lives back That's three for me Three for me motherfuckers And then we talk about their kids Those four kids get their whole lives back Seven I'm up seven And you're down half with me Fuckheads So I'm just gonna keep going keep going and maybe this thing fucking dies a death of a thousand cuts i don't really know but i'm trying to understand what it is that i'm doing that's leading to those results and i've been talking to people and trying to understand what the penny drop moment is that causes people to leave this cult or any other cult specifically with regards to this show basically trying to figure out like how can i replicate more of that and my sense is is that it may not be any one particular moment but it's about the cumulative weight of all the moments that are unveiled in this show. And I was just speaking with someone earlier today who grew up in the cult and didn't even know of the practice of giving kids away to other families. The, the offering child practice that was detailed in the interview with Rika Christopher. And to me, that just shows that you know, everyone knows that cults operate in and thrive in secrecy. Everyone knows that, right? They, they, they thrive on people not knowing and not talking about what's happening to other people around them. Everyone's in a silo and looking forward and not seeing what's happening on the periphery to all the people around them because if they did, they'd probably get the fuck out. And so now after nearly two seasons of doing this, I think what I'm doing is I'm putting together a mosaic of all the experiences. And honestly, I'll never reach the end of that mosaic, quite honestly. There's an infinite number of stories out there. I've just been privileged enough to handpick a few that I thought were really important, but there are hundreds and thousands more out there. And so the question I have for people that are listening especially if you're still in this cult or another cult is how big does the mosaic have to be for you to see the whole picture or will it never be big enough those are two very important things to consider because if it will never be big enough then you're admitting to the fact that you're not making a rational decision you're admitting to the fact that yeah i'm happy sticking my head in the sand and not Looking at what's happening around me. And that's a tragic way to live a life, to be quite honest. So, if you're not going to live your life that way, a patently irrational, illogical way to live your life, then what's the other side of the coin? The other side of the coin is saying, okay, yeah, I'm willing to look at the evidence. And if the evidence refutes my beliefs, then I'm willing to change my beliefs. Okay. It's pretty solid reasoning there. Okay. Then, how much evidence do you need to see? How big does that mosaic? Need to be how deep do the colors need to run? How many tiles need to be in there for you to see the whole picture and say, you know what? I'm out. I don't know how many tiles are in the mosaic that I've created here. Just thinking about this season, forget even season one. This season, you know, that tape that Leamy had with her and the kids seems like a tile to me. Conversation with Rika, where she was a ticket to heaven. Kids were traded to get their parents into heaven. Just let that sink in. Is that a... Is that a tile? Okay. Yose Yose this season. Okay. You know, at a very young age, I think he was five. He was hanging out with another five or six-year-old. And his parents told him that he did the worst thing in the world. That he was sentenced to eternity in hell. And he also thought that that caused the death of his own mother. Is, is that a fucking tile in this mosaic? Sounds like a goddamn tile to me. What about Alchin? Can we talk about that for a second? Well, I mean, she almost died in a unification church run nursery at nine months old. She was later shunned at eight years old for just saying the word sex kicked out of her community. Okay. These are just a few things that are coming to the to, to top of mind right now. Oh, here's another one. me. Clinging to a beam inside an elevator shaft in a skyscraper in new york city because there was no one looking after her how big does the mosaic have to be to get the picture and for that picture to add up to i'm gonna get the fuck out of here and if what you've heard so far isn't big enough then listen to this because i think this episode could be the most damning testimony even though i fucking hate that word the most damning testimony that i have ever heard About the Unification Church and about Sun Myung fucking Moon. So listen to this and ask yourself, if you're still in it, do you still want to be part of this? If the answer is no, just fucking walk away. Look, look, you can walk away. (laughs) Guess what? They can't do shit to you. It's fucking hilarious. Like, if anyone would have a goddamn target on their back, it would be me of all fucking people. And guess what? Those fucking pussies haven't said anything to me. (laughs) Douchebags. The only thing that they've done this is fucking hilarious. They probably they told people like in the church not to listen to my podcast. Well, yeah, fuck yes. Please, please tell them that because that worked really well when you told people not to listen to Non Hong's book, right? Yeah, tell them they ain't gonna listen. They, 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 they ain't gonna listen. Tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them, please. Okay, tell them. I, you're making me scared here. This is all to say there's a route out. There's a route out. There's no shame in saying you are wrong. The greater shame is knowing you're wrong. And continuing to live a lie. I hope you'll stick around for the closing remarks. At the end of this interview. Where I'm going to talk a little bit more about where this show is going to go. As well as my thoughts on the interview. I have to say this. This is shocking. Again, this is one of those instances where I don't even know what words go with this. But you just need to prepare yourself. I've felt nauseous for the last two and a half days after recording this interview. And some people might feel the same. Finally, I just wanted to say, I mentioned earlier, this whole thing's been unfolding in real time. The very title of this episode, I didn't even know it until 24 hours ago, The House Wrapped in Sorrows. And yet it's a callback to season two, episode two, the interview that I did with Leamy Bauer. Some might say it's providential. Here it is, The House Wrapped in Sorrows. um all right well let's um let's get started um so um thank you everyone for for coming on the show this is this is awesome to see uh some familiar faces and and a new face here so um on the line uh we have uh two previous guests uh Limi Bauer and Algin von Brock um and a new guest Teresa Obayashi um Teresa uh is a first-generation ex Mooney, um, who spent time at the Jacob House Nursery and uh, has some specific insights into how it was formed, what it was like there, and why it was closed. Um, and I wanted to, um, I guess, bring Teresa together with two of the people that we've spoken about on this show who had direct experience with that. Um, I guess what I'd like to start with is, I guess, give Teresa the opportunity to explain a little bit about her story and what it was like at Jacob house. Uh, and, but also gave Algin and leave me the opportunity to, to dive in with any questions. So, um, this should be very open-ended. I like it to be, um, I will try to kind of guide things at certain, certain times and places, but this is going to be a bit of a sort of a form to give Teresa an opportunity to, to tell her story, but also the opportunity for the other people in the room to, to ask questions along the way. Um, and I guess before I give it over to Teresa, can I just have? I, mean, I guess, Limi, can you just say hi so people can hear your voice?
1: Hi, everybody.
0: <laughs> and I'll I'll do the same thing. Hello. There we go. Okay. And finally, um, Teresa. Well, yeah. Let's let's spend a bit of time focusing on on, on you, Teresa. So, okay. can, um, I'd like to just kind of start with sort of broad strokes of sort of how you how and when you you joined the Moonies. And, Uh, and, and sort of what, what the arc of your, uh, career, I guess, uh, was within the Moonies. Um, and then from there, I'd like to dive into some of the more specific things, but can we just kind of, kind of start there?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I met the church in 1979. I was 18 and I joined and, um, about three months into the church, I was sent to MFT. I did MFT for about five and a half years. And then um, five and a half years into MFT, I was called in by my team captain and said I was going back to California. I needed to go to the, back to the center, the MFT center. And uh, being a Mooney, you think, oh, what did I do wrong? You know. So I went back and then they sent me uh, to the nursery in San Francisco. So uh there I was in a spin-off nursery of San Francisco. It was there was a main nursery that was uh located in across the bay bridge at the Golden Gate Seafood. And uh so we were in San Francisco. There was about eight children there. Um they were older and the reason they were over there was because the the woman who was running this was a seven, seven couple. She had three of her own children and there was a Japanese American public school. So these children were brought over there to go to school at the public school. Um, I'll give you some background in 19. um, I have it written 83. uh, Moon called a mass mobilization for the blessed wives and uh, mothers to go out for three years and that's that's when they established a lot of little nurseries around like there was the one in san francisco these are the ones i know about the one in san francisco there was one in boulder colorado there was another one in ohio and of course jacob house was the big one so it was 83 so um at that time i they at 82 was like the madison square garden blessing where a lot of the members were blessed and so by 83 i think they were establishing their families and getting their having children and moving out of the front line and i think that's one of the reasons moon wanted this mobilization and of course, they he put it in flowery language, making it look like it was something providential. There was a number of sixty thousand members, and it was for three years that this mobilization. So then, that's why I was in that nursery in San Francisco. Um, so, uh,
0: can I? I just want to understand uh, that the sixty thousand members. What was that? So,
2: oh, you know, I kind of looked it up. Like it, it whenever moon made some kind of mobilization or declaration or holiday or whatever he masked it a lot with uh, providential numbers and biblical history and we're going to restore this so 60,000 I don't know where he pulled that out of the sky I'm sure you could look look it up but that was the goal for these three year mobilization was 60,000
0: so he wanted to attract 60,000 he wanted 60,000
2: new members yeah okay so that and the focus was on the women in the mothers the new mothers people even members who are pregnant or we didn't even have to start a family yet but that was their they were to be mobilized for three years so if you think that madison square garden happened like a year before that i mean before that they had uh, been already matched for three years and then they had their blessings so people were ready to start their families so that's uh so in 83 he had that mobilization wow yeah
0: and, and he's specific I haven't heard this before so he's specifically like calling out the women
2: the calling the women yeah and that's why they made all the nurseries centered on uh, Mr. Miyama and uh, uh, Mrs. Lee uh, she's a 36 no yeah 36 couple they established these nurseries all over I'm thinking there's probably more but I don't know
0: yeah yeah okay so yeah you mentioned four so san francisco boulder ohio oh and of
2: course jacob house
0: and jacob house yeah Yeah. yeah. okay okay do you know so i i have like a bazillion questions right now just about Mm -hmm. all that but Mm -hmm. uh can maybe we can i just want people to sort of understand like so you, you spent this time period in the in the nurseries and right. then, but I also want people to sort of understand where you are now and sort of the arc of your, your oh, right. like your, your family and how you got out. And then let's, and then I think we can, we can circle back there just okay. so people well, kind of know. Yeah.
2: Okay. So I, my husband, and I are, we were, uh, our blessing was in 1989. We're part of the 1,235 couples. Um, we, we left the church about 15 years ago. And um, my children were young, like early high school maybe and younger. So they didn't really have an involvement in the church. Mm -hmm. They they weren't the camps. They weren't like, and I never ever felt like I needed to teach. I I never ever told them, uh, you're blessed, you're special. Like because of that, you're something special. I never believed that. I never told them that. Um, So my children are not really involved at all in okay. the church, or never had that you know i'm listening to all the stories and it's like wow crazy you know yeah yeah so but we left about 15 years ago um yeah <laughs> so, all right okay yeah. okay
0: so so they're not in uh it sounds like yeah their childhood was probably very different from
2: yeah from yeah
0: mine and from the other people that are right on, that, oh, are definitely. All, that are on yeah, this definitely. call okay and what precipitated you and your husband leaving
2: um, I think we just realized it was time. <laughs> it, it was just like, yeah, none of this is, is, is uh, it's not. I have always kind of operated with, for the last few years before that, with one foot out of the church. And I just, um, <sighs> yeah, it was more of a social thing. And then um, then we were just kind of kicked out. So we, we left, never looked back
0: you were, you. What do you mean? You were kicked out.
2: Uh, it's a story. It's a long
0: story behind it. Okay. That Maybe that's for another time.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no. My husband is Japanese, and he was in contact with a woman who who had joined this spinoff cult. Oh, uh, Mrs. <coughs> in Japan. I
3: don't another know, one. Heard of, i
2: I've never, I've never heard, heard of this that. one. Okay. I heard of, oh, so, here we go. Okay. Um, he was talking with her, got interested a little bit. Other, but he never really went in there. But then other, especially Japanese members heard about it. So he was, we were like ostracized. Like uh, it was announced. I wasn't there at the church, but it was also it was announced to a older Japanese man. Don't talk to my husband. Wow, because so he was
0: interested in this. This because enough. he was
2: talking with this other woman who was in the group. Okay, and he, yeah, he was looking into because. It was, I don't even know what they were teaching, but it, and so it kind of was a catalyst for him to get out.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't, is it codon? I feel I've heard this term codon. Is that something different?
2: Yeah. Codon is a donation. Uh, It's, it's really Japanese, but it's a donation uh, requirement.
0: Okay. Oh, so that's, that's like a reference to the the Japanese donation requirement.
2: uh, Yeah. I would call it a cult within a cult. Because it's a Japanese cult within the Unification Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But their, you know, their requirement is like six hundred a month. They are required to donate um, to the church. I don't know. I don't know if it's still going on or not. But no, no, it's totally different.
0: That's a different thing. Okay, I know I've I've heard of it, and I've heard of like. I mean, I'm aware of the like the extra Um, um, discrimination against Japanese people, but I didn't. mm -hmm. I, I hadn't heard that name go down until recently someone oh that.
2: yeah yeah her, her group is
0: um, okay. she's
2: yeah it was mostly in japan and i think it's still going like they target members and try to get them out to join her
0: oh wow okay so they're like specifically targeting moonies oh yeah wow
2: yeah. um it hurt teaching something about i never understood it and it was but it made sense something about Cain and abel and Something with the Koreans misusing this dynamic uh, against the Japanese.
0: Okay. I couldn't tell. Oh, I believe I that. You. So <laughs> I believe yeah, that.
2: yeah. So I, I couldn't tell you anymore.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. No, so, no that's interesting. Was, okay. So
2: we were basically ostracized, kind of. Wow.
0: You know, and we All
2: were right. already getting out, so it didn't. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was. It was eye-opening to see the way uh, the members treated us. Like here we are, like longtime members, you know, four children, and but yet uh you know they just
0: oh okay get out of here yeah know? so yeah doesn't surprise me doesn't surprise yeah. me yeah. um okay so okay so yeah I- yeah I just wanted to kind of go set ahead. that scene for yeah, yeah yeah for Algin and Limi as well as for right. the audience so mm-hmm. um then if we go back to the like the I mean this is uh, this is really interesting for me because I haven't really heard about like just the genesis of these this child care uh paradigm within yeah. the church so can, so how long were you in the san francisco place and like how, how big uh, was that and yeah can you just talk us talk well us it that? was
2: it was like the, like i said it was like a spin-off nursery and there was like eight children there okay. and they were uh, school age so they were going to um i don't know if all of them or i can't remember but there was uh, a japanese american public school so i because i was the dr there was uh we had two st- mrs was the leader there and then there was two japanese sisters who didn't speak any english who didn't um who helped in the nursery i was the driver because i had i had a driver's license and i was the face of this nursery like cuz i would pick the kids up from school and i would take them to school and you know that there was a party i would be there and also like I remember, uh, like if you have grade school kids, you know, they have a curriculum night where yeah. the parents come. It's not where they're talking one-on-one, but you're, mm. they're talking to the group about the curriculum and here I'm here, you know, like where are their parents? Like I'm here representing wow. their parents. And, uh, the teachers would kind of like, Oh, that's so, well, you're so good caregiver. You're such a, wow. You're really dedicated. And I was like, yeah, yes. And then, um, I know that when they had curriculum, then a few months later, they have a curriculum night. And um, she, Mrs. <coughs> was like, Oh, you're going to go to curriculum night. And and uh, the teachers were saying, We want it there. We hope their parents can come. And I refused. I refused to go. It was such an awkward situation. I, I didn't go. I, I, I'm thinking one parent could come, and she came from I don't know where. And then Mrs. <coughs> went to the other visit the other teachers, but it yeah, I was like the face and she was hiding behind me, I always felt. So I wasn't we weren't there that long. Um
1: and sorry, you're
2: 24 at this point? Yeah, I'm 24, 25. Yeah, yeah, I'm young. I don't and I just I just did five years MFT. My brain's like fried. I you know it's it's 24 seven, you know, MFT. And But I refused, I wouldn't do that. I I felt it was so awkward Yeah, it was awkward. So then uh, she, let's see, um, that was late summer. Then somewhere in the winter of 83, um, this woman who had pulled these kids from the other nursery decided that she had to go to New York with her husband. So here they are, this is, you know, school year. And she just closes it down. She takes the staff, I'm the staff, two other the Japanese women, we went to New York. And she told, and I don't, I think it has something to do with her husband was also going to New York. He was uh, part of this uh, Japanese witnessing uh, house that was in san francisco and he was called to new york and so she decided she needed to go so she closed down the nursery and took sent those children in the middle of their school year back to the other nursery across the bay bridge and then we went to new york and she had told me that she wanted to open up her own nursery uh and that she wanted me to come with her because i would be the face i would get the certificates i would get the i would be the one to you know and that was fine you know so was that
0: that was kind of explicitly like you're the you know you're like the 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 white american woman
2: right right i'm the yeah
0: who no one's gonna ask well people might ask questions but they're gonna ask less questions of you than they are of like a a japanese woman who i'm guessing probably probably doesn't speak english that well right she
2: doesn't speak english that well she's she was always kind of hiding behind me, I felt, and um, yeah. So that was her message to me, like, we'll go to New York. I'm going to open up this. You can get, you know, you can get a career, blah, blah. Yeah, great. So we went to New York. When we got there, we um, stayed at Jake. I mean, we stayed at Mr. (coughs) And uh, for a few days. And then finally she said, it's not a good time to talk to Moon. And I can tell you why, Uh, um, because uh moon had a you know moon was had a court case and um uh let's see um may uh in may of 84 so i must have been maybe get my timeline wrong here Uh, he had his court case he was found guilty and he was supposed to go to jail but they took that court case to the Supreme Court. And so they were very they were very um, confident that uh, it would be heard by the Supreme Court, okay. his case. And so I think that's why they were, this kind of uproar in the church at that time. And so the, she couldn't get an audience with Moon to open up her nursery. Like she wanted to ask Moon for money and funding.
0: So that's when, oh but like the timing yeah. kind of wasn't right kind of wasn't right for her to
2: yeah to get an audience with him
0: okay because of all this the the, the chaos and turmoil of this right court so case. they were
2: yeah they were waiting for, to hear back from the Supreme Court he was on May and, 14th can I, uh-huh. can
0: I just ask you a question there yeah about how,
2: uh-huh.
0: I'm so I have this recollection of sort of hearing that there were there was a time when the I'm um, the moonies were trying to like rally other well number one that they tried to rally with like the scientologists and and some other some other religions to right. be like hey we're being we're being uh, unjustly persecuted here like like this something uh, something was happening and people were trying to use it as evidence of like unfair persecute religious persecution oh, yeah
2: that that was uh, it they, was this it yeah they cuz okay. they had they were appealing to the supreme court like that's here that they could hear his case yeah so during that time um, I guess his legal team did rally a lot of support and they were getting uh, different civil rights leaders, religious leaders, religious groups. They were, they were not supporting Moon, but they were supporting this case. Like um, there was a couple things that maybe, yeah, that, that legally like but moon was milking it you know? yeah well, yeah he was yeah this yeah. is the
0: thing I know we all know this guy right he'll like yeah. someone will be like okay we, we we support this like very narrow definition of the, the legal separation of church and state right yeah we don't want we don't want to see that erode. and then the next day moon is like oh look at this guy he's supporting me he like yeah. he's one of us you know because that's right. that's what he does um yeah. so a lot yeah. a lot
2: of a lot of photo ops
0: exactly yeah
2: a lot of uh support and that's when also moon, began to uh reach out to all the christian ministers yep. there was a mass mailing he did from new york Three hundred thousand. uh it had at that time they were vhs tapes of divine principle <laughs> and then, then there was a a book called bigotry no sanction by wrote most dr durst and there was a oh, I think letter I yeah so these were all mailed out to all the christian churches and then um I mean I can go on with this because he did I, a lot more.
0: <laughs> I wanna I wanna I maybe that's another conversation again. We might come back to that, but yeah. let's let's kinda sorry. Um actually okay, what no, I want to I want to know more about that just because I think it's fascinating. Oh. What what else can you can you tell well,
2: us? Well what else I know that he did was he bought hundred and twenty-five trucks. They were not pickup trucks, they were these big cargo type trucks. And uh he made his own uh like uh a ministerial group and so these 250 trucks you know if you divide that by 50 that's what two two trucks per state or three i don't forget so all these trucks were going to be used supposed to be used as a food distribution program and so moon was trying you know look at me i'm so great you know yeah. <laughs> I can, I can, okay. and he also supplied each truck with a driver which was uh japanese brothers mostly <laughs> japanese <laughs> members and yeah. uh Six hundred six thousand dollars to twelve thousand dollars seed money to start these organizations. It was all like public opinion. Yeah. So how, he trying to sway public opinion. He's trying like to show time. people,
0: oh, I'm feeding yeah. I'm feeding the poor. Um
2: Yeah, look at me. I'm you know, I'm really involved in and then also trying to get garner support from the ministers and yeah. And uh yeah. So that's Okay.
0: Know, wow. You know, all right. Uh, yeah, and I I hadn't heard about like, the trucks and I hadn't heard about the tapes. Uh,
2: yeah i mean there's more um i'm sure there's more like that's when the church you know like centers were mobilized to to, like focus on minister work and
0: yeah and and then
2: he started sending him to korea and japan and you know all these different
0: and was it i feel like maybe that's maybe that's the turning point i don't really know but i mean my impression is that there was a time period where most evangelicals, most Christians, not even just evangelicals, but most Christians in America were like, this guy is clearly like, like everything he's saying is heretical. So we don't like this guy. Um, but then there was a moment where somehow he was able to like, to curry favor amongst that crowd. Uh, and it's changed massively over the years. Um, yeah. And to me, it sounds like maybe this was that moment was this kind of right. 83 court case when all of a sudden he had 80, he kind of needed their 80. support.
2: 84. Yeah. Like that's yeah. when he, yeah, he, he, threw some big money out there and he had a lot of members, you know, doing his work, you know? So, yeah. And yeah, he was milking that for everything, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, that's when I came to Jacob house and became a staff at Jacob house. Okay. So, and um, yeah. So uh, in my room, so Jacob House has always been a nursery, you know. I Can think.
0: you, uh, wait, okay, <laughs> the name Jacob House, why? Oh. I don't even, I'll do, and leave do you know this? Do you know the, the answer to this?
1: Uh, I only heard that, you know, that the U.S. is the Jacob Nation of Jacob and Esau. Um, and I thought maybe it had to do with that, but I don't, I've never heard anything fixed about the name.
0: Okay. Well, I, I, Teresa's going to tell you.
2: Okay. In the in the dining room of Jacob House. It was owned, of course, before by a former owner. They had a huge mural that was painted on the wall in the dining room of the biblical story of uh, Jacob slaying the angel. Um, Yeah, that's why it was called Jacob House.
1: (laughs) No way. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, That's fascinating, wow. So Little I, children running around with um a I think murder picture yeah yeah but
0: no so when, Teresa when it, sent this to me I'm going to see if I can pull it up on screen. So you guys um, guys keep going I'm going to see if I can pull it up on okay okay hold on
2: um when it was a nursery at one point they put uh, like uh, boards or paneling or uh, something over it it wasn't like out there yeah when the kids were there yeah yeah
5: okay
0: hold on I got it here. I'm just gonna it's kind of it was kind of grainy uh so it's been blowing up um but i'm gonna i'm gonna share it with you guys here okay hold on one second um hold on um actually i'll show it to you like kind of normal size yeah there you go all right i'm gonna share this with you one sec uh okay there can you see that i can see yeah
2: that's jacob wrestling the angel yeah yeah, that was just a huge mural painted on the wall. I remember seeing it on one side of the wall. So I guess, I don't know what time, if they've ever taken it down, I don't know.
5: Yeah.
0: But yeah, it is weird to think of kids running around in a place with this. Is but, it for, yeah. the, for the audience, like for the people that are listening, it's like, it, it's a painting of like, like mortal combat between jacob and the Angel, <laughs> pretty much like one wh- like one of them is dying in this in this fight pretty much that's what it looks like uh, and i can probably post it online later but yeah that's very bizarre to think of that but also not surprising so yeah there you have it that's that's where the name came from uh just for starters i'm going to stop sharing the screen now uh, <laughs> um so what else can you tell us about this place Teresa?
2: Um, so when I was there of course at that time there was that mobilization so I think that they they moved all the children I think there might have been still babies and infants on the upstairs of Jacob house but all the children were moved to Graysmere okay. and that's
0: and, and Gracemere is another property in the same
2: area. yeah there's there's a kind of there was Mr Com- there was the main road that goes through Terrytown. And on one side was Belvedere, I think. And then the, the other was uh, Mr. Kamiyama's house, then Jacob house. Then further down this little road was Gracemere. There was another property they owned. It was a, a kind of a white greenhouse that where Mrs. Uh, Lee, she's a 36 couple, lived. She lived there. Her two sons were in that accident with uh, Moon's son. When Moon's son died in the car accident, her two sons were in that car, Okay. so yeah, that's a side point. But uh, so Jacob House, at that time, the bottom floor, it's always been a preschool kind of type thing. So that's what it was when I was there, and we lived at Gracemere, and um, I was in charge of four boys. I had a low room, and I had four boys. They were aged three, four, maybe even five they had two at a bunk bed, two bunk beds, and I slept on the floor. And then next to my room, there was uh, a larger room. There were two uh, women taking care, and this, this was for the older boys. And these boys went to school during the day. And um, okay. then down the road, down the somewhere in the other part of the house was the same situation with two rooms for the girls, same age difference. And uh, upstairs, Upstairs were infants and and uh, toddlers, and I can't tell you how many children were there. I, I I even talked to a couple of people that I knew that were there at the time. They had no idea, but I'm just going to give you an estimate. Like, my room had four, and I'm thinking at least there were eight boys in the older room. That's 12, and if you do the same with the girls, give or take more, that's just 25, 26 you know, say 30 children. And then you have a lot more infants because that's when these women at 83, when they were mobilized, they had babies, they had toddlers, some were even pregnant. So, and I I heard somewhere and I can't verify, but each, I heard that there were three infants to a room and most of your caregivers for the infants were either Japanese or Korean. And it didn't have much... Didn't see them much because of the day I spent the day at Jacob house with the nursery. Then um, we sometimes when we come out to eat breakfast, we'd see toddlers sitting in the high chairs, but I don't know so much about what was going on upstairs. Um, our day was get, I'd get the boys up. We'd have, you know, get them dressed breakfast. And then we'd, there would be like a, kind of an MFT style van that would pick them up and the girls at that age and take us to Jacob House. And we'd spend the day in the preschool there. Um, the preschool was, so you walk in, there'd be a big foyer with all kinds of shoes and cubbies because we'd pick off our shoes. And uh, there was an office there and then bathrooms that were small. So they were small size for the children and then there was a big room where we had preschool and um in that room there would be huge there was a huge picture of moon and family um on one wall and when we arrived the children were separated into groups there was sun moon and stars by age <laughs> and we they would line up and we'd always do three iron or three full bows with the and uh um we'd sing a holy song, I believe. And then they would, we would, Mrs. Lee would come and say Korean and pledge. I think it was just always like one, one verse of the Korean uh, pledge would say it in Korean and we would repeat repeated in Korean. And then there was always a prayer and then we'd start our day. But um, yeah, it was, that's the way they started that day, preschool. So the preschool was set up like a Montessori type school where there's place for puppets, place for dress up, place for books. And there was a sunroom that we used for the art is for art. And uh, so there could have been other classes, maybe music. I don't remember so much that, but yeah, I remember singing holy songs with, you know, and you'd hear them and it was they would uh, screw up the words. And there was one, um, I just remember the marching on heavenly soldiers. They would say marching on heavy soldiers. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. So, yeah. So So, then um, there was also an outdoor play in a fenced in yard with play, playground. And then uh, I would stay there till after lunch. And then I would walk back to Gracemere, And that was the time like I would do the, make the beds, clean up the room. I don't think I ever did laundry. I don't remember that. And then I would go back because that we would eat dinner at, Grace, at Jacob House. Then they would come back. Uh, we'd come back in the van again. And it was like, get ready for bed, baths. Uh, we always had to have we had to have an evening kind of prayer in our room. So again, it was do a so
0: with you and the kids, yeah, and, and the four kids that you four were kids. in charge yeah.
2: of, yeah. Yeah. So then it was like, again, yeah, we had to have this. This is required. Um, kind of like I do remember doing pledge because they they were tired. They were already, you know but they would kick their feet out and just lay on the floor and say, what the heck, I am not, I'm not gonna fight this. And we just talk about the day if they wanted to say something and then go to bed, yeah. That was your day. Um, Now on Sundays, I think it was mostly Sundays, some days it would be Saturday, Sunday. um, Sometimes the fathers could come and get them for the day. Like if they lived in the New Yorker or lived nearby. So they would come and get the kids for the day
0: and wait can I just ask so you specifically you specifically say the fathers is that because the mothers are even the, the mothers away? were
2: mobilized yeah Whoa. so it um, I just remember that sometimes the mothers would come but it was just if they had some kind of mission or there or around yeah. okay yeah
0: so okay so, so yeah the, the mothers were like sent to other cities maybe other countries um,
2: yeah different areas they couldn't come you know but yeah and not every father of course could come on, on sunday right yeah but um yeah sundays were a difficult day because um yeah um the father would bring <clears throat> the child back and um, of course they didn't want to come they didn't want to be there so they would cry and, and uh you know it was really hard because we, as the caregiver, then had to comfort them and help them, you know. So Sundays, you know, you'd just preparing yourself for that day, you know, when they would come back home. And yeah, it was, you know, it was tough for the parents too, you know, it was like, what, what the hell are we doing, you know? And, uh, you know, so then just everything would settle down at night, at Sunday night, and you would, the lights would be out, but you could still hear crying and and uh, <clears throat> the kids like just sobbing and, you know not like it wasn't like a painful cry it was it was just a deep sob like yeah so you just be lying there and trying to sleep and you'd hear all this and then we get up on monday and do it all over again <laughs> you know? so uh, yeah jesus yeah it was um it was like a, this house was like wrapped in a sorrow, you know, in a, yeah. and, uh, yeah. Then Jacob passed. Yeah. So I was there until, um, I'm trying to remember the day. So, um, let's see. Um, so since somewhere in eighty four, so uh, around May, eighty four. No, wait, some April. I don't know, Algin. When did you get sick? Do you remember that? I mean, when, when was your?
4: Um. So I was nine months when hmm. um, I got really sick. Um, I was. So if I was my birthday was July sixteenth. Okay. So nine months from then. Because yeah, about that time July sixteenth, yeah, that's about the time
2: because um can you want me to go ahead and explain how it closed down or Yeah, okay. I would love okay. to,
0: okay. Would love okay. to okay. hear that.
2: Um, so about that time. So Oh wait, sorry, sorry, the, let me just make sure so, Audrey, mm-hmm. you're saying
0: you're saying you're born July eighty three, right? But just to July eighty three. And then we're talking now about like early 84 which 84 yeah works with yeah that t- a timeline right okay. yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. i just wanted to confirm it so.
2: was 84 so um so of course moon's busy you know keeping up his public appearance and and you know he wanted to have a, a jury trial not no, he wanted to have a bench trial because they knew and they did it a survey that his public opinion was bad people didn't like him you know just polling just people you know despite
0: his like bribery and shit yeah well yeah
2: and so then they they his court his legal team did a survey of i don't know a thousand people and his public opinion was not good so during this time so he wanted a bench trial but he was denied he had a jury trial he was found guilty they took it to the supreme court they're waiting to hear if the supreme court's going to hear his case so somewhere around that time is uh, we heard a, a baby got sick and went to the hospital, and uh, so that's when um, and but the the, uh, the authorities knew that Jacob House existed, and they did send. Um, like this social services or something came out to Jacob house and they didn't find anything wrong, but they got a citation because they weren't licensed. So they could keep operating. They could have gotten a license. Right. But just down the road, you know, in Gracemere lived a house full of children, you know, without their parents and with, you know, and if that would have been found out, then this would have really destroyed Moon's public opinion. It would have been so that's why they closed it down. And it was closed down like overnight, um, because of Moon's public opinion. Not not that, hey, a child got sick, maybe we need to rethink this, or this is really getting out of hand. This is really not good for the parents' children. No, it was just about Moon and his public opinion. So those children that had uh, families you know nearby new yorker they they took the kids to the new yorker and so the parents had to figure out mostly the fathers you know that's and then not all children had that had that parent nearby so we i was with the group that took those children and we went to the seminary and we camped out on the seminary gymnasium floor until Uh, the parents could come take their children. And since then, I don't think Jacob House has been a uh, nursery. I mean, they've used it for other things, but it's not been a nursery. And uh, I know for sure that some of those kids that were there went to the other nursery in Colorado. No. Yeah. So those little spinoff nurseries actually were open for three years. Because... They were like more hidden. Yeah.
0: yeah. For three years after Jacob House was shut down.
2: Right. Yeah. They continued. They continued. Yeah. So yeah. So that's how, why. Thank you. Thank your mother. You know, Algin for, you know, closing being instrumental in closing this down.
4: Yeah, it, um, it's always been kind of expressed that way. If it wasn't for what happened, uh, Jacob House would have still been running.
2: Yeah, um, I, I believe, yeah, they they thought, I mean, in, yeah, I think they thought they could get away with it, I,
4: yeah. So those nurseries, the nursery that I was in and the um, all of the children, that particular house was illegal, is Well,
2: Jacob House. They came to Jacob House and they saw it, and it was a preschool. Was operating preschool, but of course they didn't go upstairs and they didn't go to Gracemere to see. You know, yeah. It's I think it's very illegal to have twenty four seven daycare. You
0: Wait. Know? So they, they didn't know what was happening okay. when they came. They just thought it was a normal preschool.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It looks like a normal oh. preschool. So they, of course, they didn't see gracemere down the road and
5: or Grace i think Mere.
2: upstairs there were jake they were also infants
0: but yeah but even in jake's so, house they didn't see the residence the residential nature of it when they no
2: came. no they the whole bottom floor was just a preschool it was all preschool you know the office. the wow Yeah. wow so oh um, yeah so they just it was like overnight it was just closed because uh yeah overnight yeah so the, the same yeah the same
4: night that i was sent to the hospital uh, or after.
2: no i i think oh, it was I after because they came they did come out the social right. services or whatever came out to look at okay. what was going on and that's when they uh, probably right after that it was closed they were afraid that it would be found out and that you know it would get media and moon would find, be more against moon and his you know, he was waiting to hear if he if his court case would go to the Supreme Court, and uh, of course it didn't. It was to, he was denied, and of course he then he went to jail.
5: Yeah,
0: right. Oh, wow. that's, oh yeah. god, that's just sickening. It's absolutely yeah. sickening to think of that. Like you know, Aldrin I'll, I'll nearly died there, and that, that's ugh. like they were. Yeah, I keep kept, thinking,
1: they, why didn't they go upstairs?
4: yeah why didn't
1: they go upstairs or yeah yeah questions i mean
4: yeah so, so many questions and i feel kind of i i gotta tell you i'm very clammy and uh lots of goosebumps and um just hearing it hearing the story come from someone else uh and mm-hmm. especially coming from somebody who has worked there um i i didn't expect it to hit me this way so i'm I am, uh, um, I'm gonna step away for one moment.
0: No problem, no problem.
4: Yeah,
2: I I, I wish I could tell you how many children were there, but I, yeah, but even if you think about the scope of having three infants in your care, that's, (laughs) you know, that's,
0: yeah. That's a lot, I mean, yeah. well, Lee me and I, we both have kids, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah,, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I have three kids, they're spread out, it's a lot, <laughs> yeah, and
2: I don't remember, like I don't remember seeing the infants, isn't it funny? They were always upstairs, it's,
0: so weird, uh, it's like upstairs, it, downstairs, like, yeah, it's like a whole other class yeah. of yeah. You know, people yeah. like just living like, just, like yeah. separate coexistence, yeah.
1: So Lamy, do you remember living at Gracemere at all? I didn't I don't think I lived at Gracemere. I know that my youngest sister did. Okay. Okay. But um but I think I was only in Jacob House and Okay. In the, the rooms upstairs. Uh, okay. Yeah. So maybe that's
2: where you, I yeah. And there was a time
1: when, when I bussed in from New York City as well and went there for for school or for okay. kindergarten. So yeah. in a oh, the preschool wow. then? yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah and for kindergarten so okay. um I don't know yeah, yeah I, I don't know about the numbers in terms of like how many kids were just coming for the day either w- were there kids coming oh, up for the day with, with uh, when you there were there was, as
2: well there was one there was one that I knew about everyone else was living there because they were mobilized at that time I think at a different time maybe they had like just come for the day for preschool but Mm
5: -hmm, Uh, mm
2: -hmm. at that time it was the mobilization so they had we were there 24 7 yeah yeah
4: yeah thank you i'm i'm back
0: no no worries no worries and if anyone else needs to do the same go for it this is this is Mm -hmm. a crazy conversation um and yeah i mean i'm just so disgusted that like this happened and that like what happened to algin like the only reason like they would have just kept right on doing it they didn't they Mm -hmm. didn't care about her all they cared about was was moon's pr
2: right um
0: that's shocking but not surprising to be honest but yeah
2: right Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: but but the other
2: nurseries you know they continued on (laughs) because yeah yeah
0: did they have names like jacob house or
2: no i don't think they had a name Okay. Uh, they were just San Francisco nursery, Boulder nursery, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jacob, yeah. Okay. You know, Jacob House has been uh, been there since like seventy seven something. I think mm-hmm. um, it's always been kind of a nursery. I have the date because I found it. So, yeah, nineteen seventy seven. Jacob House has been mm, okay. a nursery. Yeah. so
0: it was like 77 to 84 pretty
2: much yeah and and i think later it was opened as like a sunday school maybe and Mm uh korean school but i think that was the end of the nursery
0: (laughs) yeah so the church still owned the property and did other things with it.
2: yeah now they don't own it Mm -hmm. it was sold yeah okay yeah but you know years ago not too long ago i was talking this church member came to my house and she's just start talking about the nursery and her her eldest son was in boulder colorado for three years and they never told him what they never told him and she was afraid to tell him now because he's not involved in the church so they, they've never told him that the first three years of his life he lived in a nursery
1: that's really important information
4: yeah, it is, and I, I wonder I, how many other kids yeah. out there don't know, have no clue, and yeah, may have some kind of mental illness that could be related to not having their mother and father be in mm-hmm. contact with them.
2: Yeah, it's, it's important, you know. In you know, in Moon, the requirement was a hundred days. After a hundred days, you put your baby in the nursery. There was some korean magic yeah. 100 days yeah. we have
4: a a picture of me um as a baby so this is interesting um so um it's a picture of me as a baby in a white silk gown and a oh. big banner behind that says 100 days and mm-hmm. i always i always thought that okay well the church is just loving children so much we're gonna Celebrate the 100th day whenever I would see that picture or hear about it um, as I was older. But I had so that you're saying that at the 100th day, then that's when they go.
2: Yeah, that was, yeah, that was when they were put in the nursery. That was you, you, okay, you had a hundred, yeah, 100 days and then come to the nursery. It's, it's a kind of a Korean tradition where they, I don't normally know, understand what it was,
1: but 100 days is some. From yeah. what I understand about the Korean tradition is that the mom stays at home and she doesn't go out for a hundred days.
2: Oh, maybe that's okay. And
1: yeah, that, maybe you you're, know, yeah. you sort of have like a uh, hundred days of protection and
3: right. then
1: oh. go out into the world, but not to give your child to the care of other people for years. I mean, yeah, that's taking a tre- Korean tradition and twisting it for your own right. advantage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah yeah
2: so yeah that's
0: i've seen those photos loads of those photos of like 100 day ceremony and but i've never thought yeah. of it in this context of what it meant Of like oh now yeah.
2: Oh. yeah there's a eight day ceremony too that, i remember yeah. that yeah yeah mm-hmm. where you're that's where you offer your child to to god
5: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But the hundred days was, you know, after that, then you sent your child to the nursery during this mobilization. So. um, They were, you know, even mobilized, they were pregnant women, you know, I don't know what stages of pregnancy, but they were also, you know, sent out. It was for witnessing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you know, um, so, in when I did the interview with Aljin and her sister a, um, just because we're we're talking about this like eighty three eighty four time period, um, Sunay mentioned that she thought that Moon told all the parents not to have sex for a certain amount of time, like oh. while he was in prison, uh, and that led to like yeah. to like a gap in in births. Basically, oh. I'm just wondering if you heard that as well.
2: I I don't remember hearing it, but I can imagine that he's, you know, I can imagine like he's trying to mobilize these, he's seeing his, you know, worker base being, uh, having children and settling down. So he's probably pushing people, you know, that's what the 60,000. So I'm sure he's uh, like, don't don't have maybe just, right just now. chill
0: for a sec so you can work for me yeah a right longer yeah yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So, yeah yeah that actually makes a lot of sense
2: well yeah i i didn't but it does make sense i mean he had other conditions i'm sh- you know for, yeah
0: i mean these yeah everyone yeah. here who hears that we're like yeah that like he would say that 100 yeah. no yeah, one no there's no question that he would yeah. like yeah. well
2: and also if you think that the wife is gone for three years and yeah
0: yeah mm
5: yeah
2: so um, you were
0: you so it shut down overnight I mean this yeah that's crazy do you okay do you know which other church like church leadership were involved in that decision
2: oh and, and shutting it down yeah oh yeah I don't know I'm sure of Mr. Kamiyama and the guys around him like you know yeah yeah and and then, you know, there was probably some, yeah, some high level church people are just like, this is not good for his public opinion. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember just camping. We I must have stayed a week or two. We were at the seminary <laughs> with the kids, you know, just hanging out, sleeping on the gymnasium floor. Yeah.
0: And then what did once their parents came and took them? Well, okay, so some of them went to these other nurseries and other places. Yeah, right. The the remaining ones, it sounds like their parents came and took them. And you know, maybe wow. they lived a quasi-normal life with their families afterwards.
2: Uh no, I think the mobilization was still going on. So if the fathers could care for them, maybe. Um I yeah, I don't know what happened. I knew there was a big influx of children that went to the New Yorker. And I don't know, they might've organized some childcare there. I don't oh. know, but there I was, know
1: there was childcare then at the New Yorker mm-hmm. as
2: well. Yeah.
0: Like living, yeah. it was like living care at the New Yorker or. I think daycare. it was daycare. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. I, I, think I think was in a daycare, daycare there, there yeah, but I wasn't I in living was, care.
2: Yeah. I think it was probably, cause that's where the fathers, you know, if you right. had a job or something in New York, they were in the New Yorker. Okay. You know, and I, after we the children went back that I was with I went to the New Yorker and I went to visit some of the boys and they were staying with their parents of course I went to visit and this one the wife told the mother told me she said she was so sad to see the new Jacob house closed down because we were doing such a better job than raising her kids than she was and oh my god I was like wow. I can't I can't believe it you know that was just sad they did you know I think she felt like she didn't have the resources, didn't have a, they were in a, in a hotel room suddenly and mm. they had two of their children with them. And yeah, and it was sad to hear that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was why well, I know it was me. I, I, yeah, I lived in a hotel room with my family or maybe like a couple of hotel rooms or something for a while. So yeah. I could see how you might be, <laughs> you could look at that. And say at least on the outside, like, you know, they have more space in Jacob House or there's, you know, blah, blah, blah. I would never I, I still I yeah. can still see the horror in what you're saying, but yeah. But I can and weirdly I can sort of see might maybe what they're talking about there. I don't know.
2: Right. Yeah. But yeah, that was yeah. I think in one of those speeches, I sent you Moon did talk about a hundred days. There was some yeah, mention of 100 I, I, days. yeah,
0: actually, that's a, that's a good. Why don't I bring that up? So just so the audience knows. So Teresa, um, uh, Teresa sent me some quotes from Moon on this topic of childcare, um, and I'm just going to play that uh, for this audience, but also for obviously the recorded audience. Um, so and there's actually I think three three different quotes that I've that I've put together. Um, let me just see if I can bring that up.
3: Okay, here we go. Okay, so this is the first, uh, the first quote. A few days ago, some members were worrying about bringing their children to the nursery. Well, I want to check out conditions at the nursery. I want to keep the children for myself, and so forth. They were full of complaints and demands. Even if you had a thousand mouths to speak with, you should never let any such words come out. You have no right to speak that way. Even after Father's long struggle, victorious up to this point, still he feels so guilty in God's sight. If you don't know this when you arrive in the spirit world, you just won't be able to come near Father. You guys heard that, yeah?
4: Yeah,
1: I
3: heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh thoughts?
4: Wow. hmm Uh at this moment it's just what the fuck <laughs> yeah um, yeah i feel uh, feel like i would have to would almost want to hear it again later maybe even after this just to kind okay. of
0: understand
4: yeah that's weird um sorry
0: uh, That's okay i'll send everyone the the, the text afterwards um, okay. and obviously yeah. it will be on the yeah. tape later um, but, yeah, Teresa was kind enough to prepare this. Thank you ahead of yeah. time. Um,
4: yeah, i
1: I think that y- you've talked about it on the podcast and uh, maybe about how um the true parents sort of replaced all the other parents and yeah. they were sort of in the middle, right? and
5: mm-hmm.
1: um, and and that quote really speaks to that attitude that he's just like, you don't have the right to
0: yeah, with yeah. Your own children how and dare you him. ask yeah how yeah. dare you yeah. ask yeah. yeah and
4: to <sighs> and then to threaten a to, mother take- and to hear that yeah
0: yeah it's he's a real piece of work this guy um yeah okay i'm going to share another one here hold on a second um
3: there are a number of blessed couples in new york and their attitude sometimes is not right in the sight of god They may think that because they have a baby to take care of that others should go out witnessing. That is wrong. The baby would say, I'm a heavenly child. I don't want a mother like you but a mother who will do home church. Sometimes the baby cries because of that. Having a child is a blessing but it is no excuse not to do home church. I am going to expand the nursery so you can go out and work in home church. Here in America I have begun a nursery so that the children of the blessed couples can be taken care of, but in Korea the members do not have that kind of luxury. When the blessed couples went out to witness years ago they left their children in public orphanages or handed the babies across the fence to their parents and then left. This is not a time to cling to your children because you must set the conditions. People in the secular world cannot give up their closest loved ones but you must set a better standard. God gave up his son Jesus. So why can't you give up your child and go out for the salvation of the world? That is God's most logical strategy, and that's how I have lived already.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. I just... Uh, this shit's just so, like, heartbreaking to I mean it's... I
4: It's like at at this point where he's making speeches like this uh, to people who have, because this would have been in the 80s as well. Yeah, Yeah. I think
5: so. Yeah.
4: Right. So people who have joined in uh, the early 70s and on have already been um, brainwashed enough, you know, or doctored enough into uh, accepting what he's saying. So to for him to just freely speak that way and it's just bananas it's just wild how it would just how people would believe what he's saying you know um uh, you wouldn't be able to unless you have been brainwashed into believing that it's um i'm my i'm just trying to like really just piece everything together because my brain just can't and my heart just can't Mm. accept what I just heard you know so I'm speaking it out right now um but yeah holy holy shit yeah and that
1: last line this is how I I lived or this I live I've lived this way I mean he did he abandoned his children as well and it's it's really fascinating listening to that quote 30 40 years later. Yeah. yeah. And seeing yeah. what was built with those sacrifices and and the choices that were made through them.
5: Yeah.
1: And um yeah, if people had had this information, you know, he's just going to build a financial empire for himself. Um you know, <laughs> just so you know.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Um <laughs> yeah
0: yeah man fuck this guy so hard yeah um okay (laughs) i got i got i got one more for you and i think this one so um hold on teresa sent me this link and it was somewhere in here hold on sorry okay yeah
2: keep going it's uh there's a title it says nurseries
0: okay okay
2: keep going yeah all
0: right okay (sighs) Oh, wow. This literally says reversing the public opinion about us. When stressing the point of justice and righteousness of our side, we should never be apologetic. Um, And just so people know what I'm looking, what I'm looking at here, actually, I'm going to go to the, go to the top. So this is notes from a state leaders conference. This is in 1979 notes from a state leaders conference. So this is not like direct quotes from him, but it's people who've taken notes about like what he was saying. Um and if we go down here, yeah, we're just going to scroll down. Um, ginseng tea, tea sales. I just want people to know what what what's, what what's are in the notes to this supposed church uh, meeting. Okay. Ginseng tea sales, fishery and shipbuilding businesses, establishment of a trade company, um, furniture and printing businesses, Tongil Industries, titanium pigment. I guess that's a chemical that they're selling and the jewelry business. The butterfly factory. Okay. Um, Yeah, here we go. Okay, this is the one. Okay, so this is something that he said about nursery school, and this specifically references the 100 days. Again, this is from 1979. Here we go.
3: Father will divide the nursery school into an eastern and western part. Whenever the blessed couples have children, as soon as the child become 100 days old, they will put him in the nursery school. The school staff will take good care of them, better care than their mother would so there were a few dozen mothers here who were nursing their baby and just couldn't think of leaving the baby, so, father told them to bring their children to the nursery, in a couple of days, they missed them so much they were crying and felt so pitiful, father gave them all a big shock, forget about your own baby and start looking for your own route to follow the path of restoration, father did it, and father, in some way, is still doing it, pretty soon they adapted to it, and said it's better for the baby,
0: yep mm-hmm. so at 100 days you're expected to do to do it and um there's i don't even oh man I don't even and know you what to can say. just
1: hear about the process of conditioning
0: the yeah. mothers yeah it's yeah and it, it's for me yeah i just i never really like put it together about like how I, I knew there was this like, you know, separating kids from their parents in general, but I didn't know how much of it was focused on the mothers. It's, it's that that's a whole new wrinkle to it that I wasn't really aware of until today.
4: Uh, Teresa, can, yeah. can I ask you? Um, because yeah, you were being told this as well as mothers that. Correct? Yeah, I, or... w- I
2: was still young in the church. So it it wasn't. I mean, I wasn't young. I wasn't even married, blessed or anything yet. So yeah at that time yeah um it's only now that i'm really looking looking at what he said about the, yeah. yeah it's it's painful i i can't imagine what these mothers went through i i know i saw it on the other end and even just being a caregiver and you know seeing the children it was hard it was tough you know and i uh, i remember even when i was just in that still you know brainwashed state i i vowed to myself i'm never having children oh. if we if this is the way that we children, i'm not having children so i don't you know
4: but uh, seems like you were a pretty strong force for yourself while you were going through this yeah
2: i think i didn't really know what i was going through yeah yeah i, I didn't know you know I was just part of the cog in the wheel. I didn't know.
4: But to fight against and, it while you were. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I vowed that I'm not awesome. having
4: children. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But, and so something in you yeah. kind of knew. Oh. Knew yeah, it was you, wrong. You know? I
2: think the whole staff knew. Mm. Something's not. Is this This is wrong. It's not right. It's not. But here we are, you know. Wow. So, yeah.
0: How many people would you say worked there throughout the the course of its existence?
2: Oh, throughout the course of its existence? While,
0: so. Well, maybe while you were there, but then... Oh, when I was there... Um, figure out an estimate.
2: There's five, six... I know that just on the first floor with the older children, there would have been six, like, taking care. Then there was a staff that was a cook... And then there was a man, a couple, uh, they lived there and they, he's the one that like went shopping and bought all the food or if you needed something, you'd get a, there was a doctor that came by occasionally. Um, Were they a legit doctor? He was a church member. He was young. I remember meeting him. Um, I can tell you his name. I don't know who if he, I'm sure he was a legit doctor, he'd come by, you know, check out the kids, I don't know how often he'd come, or if it was just on a call basis, I don't know, yeah, and then uh, Jacob House had two teachers, I know one of them was actually had a teacher's license, there was uh, Phyllis Kim, she was a secretary and head of Jacob House, she had an assistant, um then there was the the korean 36 couple lady yeah mrs lee mrs lee yeah mm-hmm. um yeah um i yeah i don't really okay. remember some and then of course then you have the women taking care of the infants and toddlers which yeah. i didn't see so much of you
0: yeah. okay yeah well it sounds like you know i mean you were there for a few years there were other people there like this i wasn't i wasn't
2: even there a year you know because i came the winter of and then 83 and then it was closed down the summer okay there's just a few months there
0: yeah okay but there's probably at least if you consider you know the amount of people that were there when you were there yeah other people that would have been there like over the years just probably i don't know oh like like between 25 and 50 people yeah minimum were staff who who, who passed through the doors of that place. Yeah, right. Minimum. Could be could be more than
5: that.
2: Yeah. 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 Mm Right. And um I just want to let you know when we were at Jacob House, some days, not every day, but some days, three of the younger moon kids would come for preschool. But they always had their own individual uh Korean (laughs) caretaker. So they were mm-hmm. never left alone. Like Moon says, oh, I left my kid, you know, he, I mean, yeah, he made it up, purposely abandon them, but he didn't put them like in a nursery or, or, or an orphanage, you know, they were always had care. They had full-time care. Each of them full had full-time. Time. Each of them had their own mm-hmm. full-time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when he says, I did this, like, oh, I think he's lying. <laughs> you know, yeah. I did this <laughs> so you can do this, yeah. you know, yeah, I... I yeah, I put my kids in a nursery, so you now you can do it. But he he never did.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, and his kids were royal; see, so they yeah. would never be abandoned like that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and I have to assume they kind of got whatever they wanted. I mean, there were yeah,
2: I yeah, I remember the Sean Moon, the Baldhead Sanctuary mm-hmm. Church. Yeah, he would yeah. be there. And, he always come. He'd always have like a sword, plastic sword. Always had some kind of weapon.
5: Yeah.
2: or how
0: old? How old was he? Oh my goodness, um, Two-ish,
2: two-ish <laughs> three. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I remember he he came one day with a big sword, and he, it was so big it was like stuck in the back of his pants. You know, like on his back on his pants and uh he couldn't sit down in the chair <laughs> so it was like oh let me take your and we were not allowed to take we were not allowed to take care take that from him like
3: oh, <laughs> they were God. like they
2: they were off off limits but, yeah oh my goodness it explains so much
0: yeah stuff.
2: it does i i i looked i had a picture of him i with us that big sword in his pants i I can't find it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, if you no. ever find it, send it to me. Yeah, I, yeah, I looked everywhere. I can't find it. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't oh, come gosh. every day. It was just sporadic.
0: Yeah. And what, what were the other kids like? expected to act like around Moon's kids? Or, mm, or...
2: I, I don't think they had any expectations. Okay. Yeah. They were we were young kids, like you know. Okay. But the staff, you know, we weren't really to discipline them. We weren't just and if they had to be disciplined, it would be done by their their own personal caregiver. You know, and these Korean would ladies would come to the nursery and they'd sit in the kitchen and dine room and just, you know, talk (laughs) while the the kids were in school. Yeah but they, and they didn't stay there all day. They probably stayed there for lunch and then they went back.
0: Yeah. Okay. So just, just to really paint a picture here. So when Moon said, says, says he also abandoned his kids. Um, uh, they're like living in a palace. Presumably they each have their own rooms. Uh, they have own, their own caretaker, uh, personalized caretaker. And that caretaker is bringing them to preschool for a few hours a day. Uh, the same preschool we're in the same building the church members kids are living in the conditions that we've talked about where it's a group daycare center uh, sorry group live-in care center where uh, you know they might see their father once a a week if they're lucky and their mother is far less than that Uh, and incidentally Algin almost died in that facility Right. plus I'm sure many other atrocities occurred
2: yeah I mean it, it wasn't that I think we were just maybe overwhelmed the staff with how many children and we didn't know how to take care of them <laughs> you know yeah. like yeah yeah I don't yeah when we loved we did our best I think right? mm. we had what we could do but yeah yeah
0: do you have I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts for all Jen like I'm sh- I'm sure you've listened to her story and, you know, her sort of, you know, just kind of being there and just not being looked after like, like medically, I'm just kind of wondering if, if you have any like thoughts or insights as to like, what might have been happening on the, on the other side amongst, um, amongst the caretakers there.
2: I'm just thinking somebody that didn't really know how to take care of infants maybe. And wasn't aware of the signs and maybe overwhelmed themselves with other other infants they were caring for yeah i don't yeah there's no rhyme or reason if there was a doctor i don't know why that he wasn't called or yeah how it got so out of hand i don't know maybe there just was no checks and balances i don't yeah yeah i don't know
0: another question i have for you is i know so leave me me on her episode um had that tape from when she um, was a kid i'm just wondering if you have experiences or recollections, recollections of other uh you know similar tapes
2: that i don't know i didn't i didn't make any okay. um yeah that i don't know okay yeah
0: interesting all right i yeah. I, I i should i should say um someone someone contacted me telling me that they had a similar tape um, oh. and mm-hmm. uh, they wanted, they wanted to share it uh, with the audience. Um, but it turns out it's just been like lost in a series of moves over the years or something like oh, that. Like it's yeah. kind of just, lost. Just, it's just lost, but it confirms mm-hmm. the existence of other, of other tapes like yeah. that. Basically.
2: I'm, yeah. I'm sure that maybe it was something that we did. I just yeah maybe I could have even done some I don't remember okay yeah yeah
1: yeah I don't remember okay yeah about the tapes I was also contacted by some friends who remembered recording them Mm. or um but uh, by two friends and um but it you know if it wasn't a direction from the top you know, then maybe it was just in the initiative of whoever was taking care of yeah. kids and saying, yeah, like, so right.
2: it, that's, it's true. Yeah. Letters were they, something. were they other girls that told you that or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it might've been just something they were doing in the girls room, you know, that mm-hmm. section. Yeah.
0: yeah. Actually the person that told me this was a girl too. So mm-hmm. maybe it's
5: yeah.
2: I
0: can yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So literally it could have just been like, yeah, something that they were, someone had the idea on the girl side and started doing it and maybe maybe it caught on to went to some other you know some other characters and then a few of them did it and that was it right wow um do you i i honestly i don't have any more specific questions i like i just wanted to kind of open up the floor to to, to algin and Leamy and just kind of see i don't know like if you have any questions or comments i know this is all it's quite um heavy and so f- you know, if there are none, that's fine too. But I, I just wanted to at least like create the space to, to like have those conversations if you guys did, did have any questions.
1: Just going back to Teresa, to your story and where you started at 18 and then being on MFT for five and a half years. I have a son who's 18 and that's not really a question. It's just more of a reaction to your story you know uh, and just yeah. think about like wow
2: yeah it's it's um i don't know i don't know what my mindset was like i mean there are course yeah. of
1: tactics being used yeah in, in right and stuff. you're in a
2: group thing to and you're you think you're you know doing something good and and uh, yeah 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 it was uh I can't believe you know five and a half years, you know, and some people were on longer, you know.
1: Yeah. And then did working in the in the nursery? I, I don't really know how to phrase this. If this mm-hmm. felt like a promotion or a demotion, or just a, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, honestly, you know, about
2: yeah. yeah. Um, After being on MFT for five and a half years, I I never could figure out how I was going to get off. Like, what was the scenario for me to get off? Like, most of the people that got off MFT had some kind of college degree or some college background, and they were being, going to the seminary. That's how most people, and I just, I just didn't know how I was going to get off. So, yeah, I mean, I saw it as a promotion (laughs) to, to get off, and yeah and not really knowing what it was or what I'd be doing. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was, for me, it was, I finally got off, you know, I got off. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I could see the appeal of just doing something beyond living in a van (laughs) fundraising.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And
0: how how did you end up, how did you end up joining the church? Actually? Well, so I want to ask you that, but I also just, there's a point I I just, I just want to make before I forget, you know, we Mm talked about this idea of course of control and we talked about, we talk about like, um you know we listened to this bonkers shit that that moon was saying about like you know you you, you need to give up your kids how like all this yeah. all this sort of stuff but you know algin kind of made a good point is like that's not the starting point when they start talking to you on the street um, oh no they, if you to, do that you would enjoy <laughs> if you knew that you wouldn't join yeah, yeah. and right. and there's so many other things and so I just feel like it's really illustrative and i remember ta- i've had this conversation with other people on the podcast where there's like this in the post cult like uh, like departure literature there's this idea of like if someone gave you a contract of what you're signing up to oh, right yeah, yeah would yeah. you would you sign it uh, right and like like would you sign up to to agreeing to that and yeah i'm sure you wouldn't have teresa right. and i'm sure no one no one would um but i'm just wondering if you can like give us you know people who because we didn't join on our own right yeah what was it like in the beginning what was the beginning of that slippery slippery slope
2: Uh, well when you join uh you've heard of love bombing right Mm -hmm. like like they really love you supposedly like care about you focused in on you so you really feel and then you meet other people who maybe are educated who've gone to college or different countries and they're all working, you know, to better the world. You know, so that's what you think really that's the selling point like I'm joining something to better myself, to better the world. And uh you know, of course we didn't have the internet, we didn't have yeah. access to people saying otherwise. So um you know, any kind of persecution was like oh they don't know, they don't understand They don't know moon's so good. They don't know. So, yeah, it's, but you don't start out to join a cult. You start something that you want to better yourself. So, yeah, I was 18. I was idealistic. I was looking for the truth. I don't know. And then, so then I met, you know, then you go to workshops and you get indoctrinated and then suddenly you're sent out. You know witnessing fundraising and you try to align your faith with what you're doing. So,
5: yeah.
2: yeah
1: when when you were approached was it were they using the name of a front group or a club or
2: uh, Yeah, you're never told it's unification yeah. church. It's just oh we're a group of people that uh, what was I told? Just a group of people that want to change the world i don't think they had a name for it and uh, of course you're never told it's moon until you're at secluded in a seven day or 21 day workshop you're it's a whole build up lectures to the whole thing of like is the messiah so yeah that it's it's not it's never unification church or moon And at that time, I don't think I would have known who Moon was. I don't think I really heard anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's interesting that, yeah, it kind of, it's yeah, it starts out small stakes and then it gets bigger and bigger and then uh, I didn't know that they only like revealed, they had like a grand reveal after Did you say it was like set after
2: usually you're in a 21 day workshop and then it's built up over lectures and uh, and purpose of the messiah i forget how it goes but then it's mm. like oh and by the way the messiah is on earth right now I mean, yeah yeah
4: mm. so when um you were going through that 21 day workshop mm-hmm. do you remember your experience like did you, did they like feed you enough did you get enough sleep while you were going um, through those days
2: I think we were fed enough, but the schedule was very tight, like uh, you have this time for this, this this time for this, and a lot of like, after you'd hear a lecture, it'd be like a group, you know, always you were, and you were never left alone, you were always, like your spiritual mother or parent would be always mm. there, with you know, so it was very tight schedule, very, uh, very, not, a, not time for reflection, like, and you were away like you were somewhere in the country. So if, if you wanted to leave, you really couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. So um, Okay. Yeah. That's kind of how I remember, but it was always a group after group, after group things, events to the for the whole day.
0: Yeah. You never, I haven't really thought about this, but you just, you literally have never have any time just to, just to be on your own, just to think for yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. And, And even after you join, like you're put into like a a group for witnessing or a group for fundraising. So there's never really time for you to sit back and think about it. You know, what, what am I doing? What, what's, what's going on here? There's really just no time. You're always in this dynamic of go, 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 move, 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 do, do, do. And then you know, you never do enough or there's this, you know, this kind of condition or this thing going on. So it's like never time to like, just stop and step back, you know? Yeah. Time to reflect and think about what you're doing, you know? And um, yeah, that's, um, it was like that for many, many years in the church until uh, after my blessing in eighty seven I went to Korea. We had our blessing in Korea and we stayed. We were supposed to do the newspaper work there that's the first time after so many years in the church I didn't have like a central figure like there watching me or checking my work or or a specific mission that I had to do That's the time that I started to to uh but like one foot out of the church was that time so, yeah
1: was it also seeing the church in korea oh as well, well
2: yeah 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 <laughs> because <laughs> because like we're told oh korea is the chosen yeah. nation chosen people <laughs> and you go there and you realize that's not right that's not no they, you know no that's wrong that's, I don't know, it's, it's such a stupid point, but it was really something that stuck with me that made me think differently was this is not a chosen nation and these are not chosen people. You know, I just, these are not chosen people, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so That was the turning point for me. I mean, it took me years and years after that to actually leave, but... Mm.
0: And but, did did your... What was the dynamic with your husband leaving as well? Like, did he did? Because I I kind of feel like it's it's really hard if you're if you're if you're let's say you're a couple and you're part of this and like you're in it, but then how do you broach the subject with the other one of like right. that's what, that's what, why what's, I what's what's happening here? Are we so yeah? What was that like?
2: <laughs> that's why I didn't really step out all the way because my husband was still in it.
0: Yeah,
5: and. Uh,
2: I don't know if it's Japanese. It's a pride thing. Like, you know, so I don't know how much he really believed, but he was prideful about, about it. So that's why I kind of always had one foot in and one foot out. (laughs) Couldn't really leave all the way. Yeah. But I knew for sure that I was not going to tell my children if they wanted to join the church, fine. If they wanted to get blessed, fine. I was not, I was not going to, make them that was not part of me and uh yeah so then finally we just left and we Mm -hmm. yeah we destroyed every picture we had a moon (laughs) and threw out (laughs) everything like we had these you know holy robes and holy hankies got rid of that
0: you had the holy hankies
2: oh yeah yeah (laughs) and then i we sold our blessing bands, you know, for the gold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we re- just left.
0: Yeah. yeah, I lost mine. I don't know where it is. I don't <laughs> know where it is. Like.
1: <laughs> we, we melted ours down, made new rings. Yeah, uh, ah. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. We we sold ours because mm-hmm. we already had a wedding band, but yeah,
5: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Just got rid of everything.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you got out. Um, it's really—I don't know—it's just really fascinating. Like, first of all, I mean, just talking to you know someone who who joined of their own accord—that's yeah, um, yeah. that's really interesting and not something that we've talked a lot about on this. Well, show.
2: and I, I'm sure it's so hard for you to understand. Uh, you know, why would somebody join this? You know, but it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to understand. Even I don't understand it.
0: But mm. yeah, I, I think yeah. it is. Though, like, you know, no one, no one goes into it knowing what it is. And I, yeah. I, at the end of the day, I just feel like it's just it's just preying on people's idealism, and it can yeah. almost anyone can fall prey to it. To be to be quite honest, I, I don't yeah. like. Yeah, um, and I know like there have been studies. Uh, you know, academic studies on like you know is it is it like strong willed versus weak willed or like strong intellect versus mm. weak intellect like are mm-hmm. there sort of you know psychological pre predispositions to falling prey to something like this and they, mm. they really can't find any uh is is the long and like uh-huh. that's the, the the long and the short of it is like mm-hmm. they struggle to find any precursors to to joining something like this which i think just points to the fact that like anyone can be susceptible to it the the, the, the one thing that mm-hmm. they do find or one of the things that they do find is that um it, it tends that it, it, they tend to to prey upon people when they're at a vulnerable place in their life yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so it's not it's not it's not the character of the person it's where they are in their life that right, can yeah. that can you know increase out so it's like going yeah. through a breakup uh you know mm-hmm. go, moving yeah. to a new city using right. a job uh yeah. you know le- leaving university that's a big one mm. or like mm-hmm. you know just kind of like getting out there in the world that's a big change so uh yeah. that those are the the points of vulnerability that they tend to they tend to prey on basically
2: well yeah that's why they target the campus right yeah <laughs> <Where> exactly <laughs> they have a uh, witnessing at the campus because yeah,
0: yeah. That, that's where pretty much yeah. all the all is that where where you were witnessed to
2: um i moved to chicago i was going to school and okay. uh, um where was i yeah i was outside at a bookstore near um Loyola university in chicago and that's where i okay was witnessed to yeah
0: okay <laughs> so
1: mm-hmm. then you I- dropped out of University. I did.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And w- yeah. Do you remember who it was that approached you first?
2: Yeah. I know who it was.
0: Okay. W- w- she's uh, not in the
2: church anymore. <laughs> okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She's quite negative. She was um, good friends with. Uh, oh what's his name Hyojin's um Hyojin had a secretary or assistant and she was good friends with her so she heard all this crap going on
0: oh okay
2: yeah so that's why she she left but her husband's still in
0: (laughs) oh wow yeah so so, this secretary must have like seen everything that he was. Up oh to.
2: God, I wish she'd write a book, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wish I wish someone would write a book like, who knew all behind the scene things? You know, like somebody knows all yeah. That stuff. Yeah, they're not I, I saying. I mean,
0: Nanser Kong's book is pretty damn good. Mm. Yeah, um, but I mean, there's got to be more. There's more. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Are got we, yeah. I, I think that book is phenomenal to be honest, but yeah, mm-hmm. I agree that there are other people that have even more to say.
2: Right. That, beyond you know, yeah. Like she was there when he was spending his drug money and getting the money. And you know, it's like she's she knows she knows a lot, you know. So yeah, I don't even know where she is these days, but yeah. 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 All these uh, you know, dirty secrets are going to the grave because you know people are getting older yeah
0: a lot of them are i mean that's why i'm glad i'm i'm you know at least getting some stuff on on tape for you know before i mean yeah like we're all going to be gone someday but we can we can put this out there and hopefully it can it can help some people
1: right yeah Yeah, hopefully i believe they're still they're still in power and they're still doing this It, it yeah it's surprising because
2: it's again surprising that people would still join yeah 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 exactly i don't know if there's people joining or not
0: but Mm -hmm. i I think they're real i I don't think new people are joining yeah i really don't Mm. think so
2: i think it's mostly like you know the second gen having kids now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but those if they're in the church then they have they have
1: children who are they're raising in the church. But yeah. yeah yeah and you know when you were talking about I I don't know why I joined there's been so many moments in my life where I um I was like so sure this is the wrong thing for me and then circled right back in and until eventually I was <laughs> like <laughs> okay no for real this um, yeah, but it, yeah. There's there's so so much to it that it's it's really difficult to just walk away.
2: Yeah, and also what I find also as being an out out of the church, I know more what's going on.
1: Yeah, the it's than weird. these
2: people who are in mm, the church.
5: Yeah,
2: that surprised me. Like I know more what's going on than you do, and I'm not even part of this
5: anymore.
0: I I think yeah, there is this. Well, for some of them, it's like willful. They're like burying their heads in their sand. Like they don't want to know what mm-hmm. yeah, they yeah, they, yeah. they don't want. To. And I've actually heard, um, I, I've specifically heard that people in the church are saying, oh, you shouldn't listen to Elgin's podcast because he's a fallen B.C. Um oh. they're just like they're completely mm. discounting me. They're like, oh, he's negative. He's he's right. a fallen BC. So so you know, don't listen to what he says. Like right. Uh so uh and you you you, you by by extension as guests will will be be tarred with that that same that same brush. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but um you know that's right. that's I feel like that's really indicative of the the um the attitude, right? It's like don't right. don't look, don't look in the mirror, don't look under that rock. Cause, right. cause you yeah. might, you, you know, something in there might, might scare you away basically.
2: Yeah. That's like when non book came out yeah. and you were mm-hmm. told, don't read that book. She's, yeah. um, she had a ghost writer or however mm-hmm. they want to discredit her, you know? Yeah. 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 So are you. She's making money off this.
0: Yeah, she's been even just like she's been invaded by evil spirits. Oh yeah. That that old chestnut, you can Mm -hmm. you can apply that to anything.
1: Right. Yeah. I was I was thinking about something that you had said, Teresa, when you that point about how you wouldn't have you decided not to have children at all
5: Mm. after your
1: experience in the nursery and or in these nurseries. And it, it struck me because because having kids is the whole, the whole point. Right. And right. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah. Family federation. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't I Was don't there, was there something about that experience that you can kind of speak to that or just the whole thing in general where it felt like,
2: um, yeah, especially the Sunday nights when the children would be crying, you know, Okay. yeah it you know it was just it was just a sob, a painful sob, you know, it wasn't uh I'm hurt or I'm hungry. it was just a, you know a sob and uh, you know, we'd have to comfort them. Oh, your parents are working so hard, and you know mm-hmm. they love you and whatever but yeah, it, at that time, I was like, I can't do this, I can't separate make my child suffer like this yeah. Yeah.
0: do you know how do you have a sense of like how long they would go without seeing their um, mothers
2: well from what i i just tell you this example of the woman who told me she never told her son yeah. she didn't see him for three years
1: so oh wow so, um,
2: and also, I don't think the father did because he was the MFT guy, you know.
5: So, so in him. that
2: case, you know, it was three years. And if, I mean, if you had some kind of mission or it's in the New Yorker, or you know, you worked with the, what was the newspaper there or whatever at the time, you could come uh, and see, but not yeah. everybody had that. So I'm sure they didn't. I'm sure there was many, many that didn't see their parents for three years, at least. Wow. at this at this mobilization other mobilizations oh, wow. you know i don't know, you know i mean i can't imagine you'd leave your child as an infant and come back and they're three years old and yeah I, of course they don't know who you are
5: right yeah. right
0: the the kid oh, whose whose parents didn't tell him who was there for three years right was that starting from the the, the hundred day age
2: Mm, that i couldn't tell you for sure okay but i know that yeah i couldn't tell you what age they left him there but yeah yeah. but he has no idea (laughs) so he must have been
0: and he's probably like my age now ish give or give or take
1: yeah he must be right Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 wow there's such a domino effect of issues that come along with that kind of separation though you know, it can be really intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, if even now they they were afraid to tell him because he's already out. He's negative, and if they're afraid, if they told him, he'd be more negative. You know, so I don't know. I just thought, well, you know, if you're still a member and you're so proud of this working for moon, you should told them, you know, this is, yeah. If yeah. this is
0: really something that, you know, you think you're yeah. good, like the angels are going to praise you in heaven when right. you die, cause you yeah. did this, then you right. should, you should be honest about it.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Or in, in moon's words, you know, stop complaining or you won't see me when you go to spirit world. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: I don't, there was one more quote that I sent you. It, it was very uh, sad. So sad. And you didn't play it yet. I, don't know I, if you
0: can, I can pull it up here. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, I can
0: find it here too. Um, it just,
2: I don't know. This, this one just hit me. Like that's so
0: okay. sad. Hold on. Um, I mean, they,
2: they all are. But.
0: Sorry. One second. <laughs> hey, I, I just, just while I'm pulling this up, I just want to go back to that point. Like, you know, it, if, if, if someone suffered from that, then like, you know, to, uh, like, yeah, that can have long that I'm sure that has had long lasting impacts on this guy. And if he was aware of it now, he might be able to deal with it. But oh. if he's not even aware of it, then he can't, he can't right. address it. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, if like far be it for me to tell other people what they should do in their families, but if this mm. kid, if this is his kid's parents really cared about him and his mental health,
5: mm.
0: I think the right thing to do is to tell him.
2: Oh, you definitely, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I was so curious about hearing your side, because, uh, I mean, these pieces of the story of Jacob has, because I don't have answers to these questions, and it's just piecing together this history mm. that's... That's there. That's mine, and and many other people who right. grew up at the same time as me.
2: Yeah, I, I maybe more people will speak out. <laughs> I I contacted two other, you know, one of them, um, but they didn't seem really want to talk about it. So, yeah.
4: Do you do you think that it's helpful for for you to speak out? Would you oh, encourage God. other people?
2: Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, Yeah, I'm really grateful that I can speak out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes a difference, like speaking as opposed to writing something. You know, I think just hearing something Mm -hmm. is different than oh, I'm going to write this down. But
0: yeah, actually hearing
2: it is like uh, yeah, you know, it's a little bit more uh, (sighs) sensitivity. Or like yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, That's why I.
0: That's why I think podcasting is like the perfect medium for these conversations
2: right um, just because mm-hmm. of
0: that just because of right. that um, okay this is going to be long but I actually feel like I should play it from the from the beginning
3: um, so hold on one second because yeah I just feel like there's a lot here. Satan is closely watching the husband whose baby and wife are both gone. If that man thinks that I ask too much of their family, Satan will be right beside him saying that's right. I told you so but the man who is left alone can have a different attitude, smiling to himself that the little creature who disturbed his sleep at night is gone. His attitude should be, he is not here for me to take care of anymore so God must be with him. Now I can work even harder, and when I come home at night I can rest in peace. Will God be angry with him, or be happy and think that for the first time he has found someone who could pass the examination of heart? On the other side, if the man starts complaining, then God is really worried not knowing how he is going to pass this test, Satan will be really happy, though, this is the last test and I knew that he wouldn't pass it, can you imagine the scene where God and Satan are right beside you, watching how you behave, if a husband can give up his wife and children and have nothing left to lose, Satan has no claim on him anymore and he is a free man. If I am smart then will I make a man give up everything in order to make him a free man? There is no better way than to get rid of everything. Do you welcome this thought? What about those bachelors who are saying that it doesn't really matter so much? Or the fathers whose babies have gone to the nursery? You may think that you can let your wife go away, but when you come to the nursery and see your child you may feel that he is not eating properly or is not spiritually well. If you worry about your wife and think that she is not well and may be ill, Satan has hope to find something to accuse with. If the baby had a mind like a grown up would he welcome his father worrying and carrying on like that? If the child had a mind like a grown up he would say, don't come near me, you are worrying about yourself and not about me, then the father wouldn't lose any time in going to his home church because the baby would not be crying, he would even say instead of visiting me you should be going to your own home church do you think this is my own peculiar idea would god look down on me and say that i am pushing you too hard many people have successfully followed jesus teachings except in this one area he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me and he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me so far no one has been successful in that area and as a result everyone has been blocked from heaven. Apart from that criterion, many would have gone to heaven before now. However, most people have stopped thinking about it altogether. Would God be happy for the person who managed to cross that barrier for the first time in history? You can imagine how the rest of mankind would talk about such a person calling him inhuman. In the unification church husbands and wives are often separated, and even when they have children, often leave them behind to do their missions. I know that the public criticizes me for telling our couples they must live this way, but I am not afraid of criticism should i feel this is too hard for you and not ask it of you no i want you to go over this barrier i already know what it is like to live that way because i did it long ago i started out from scratch in the barest surroundings not just once but over and over again in different countries if i didn't know what it was like and only made the members do it would satan have kept quiet i have pushed mother very hard and even sent my own child into an orphanage if i hadn't done that myself then my conscience would bother me constantly I don't even know where to begin with that.
4: There are no, there are no words to, to, for, for me to, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, you know, but to the people Mm -hmm. who are already in the church at that time, somehow it made sense to them, but it makes Everything that he said makes absolutely no sense. He sounds like a he
0: just he sounds like a raving lunatic to be, to begin yeah. with. That's like the, yeah. the baseline of just <laughs> yeah. Like, um,
2: yeah, and to I put mean, it in religious terms, like Satan, you know, is mm-hmm. going to watch you and you know, kind of like.
0: Yeah, and you know, yeah, God, uh, God will judge you if you if you love he, your, your son or daughter more than you love me. Right. Um, mm-hmm. This yeah. sort of shit.
1: Yeah. Or if you're concerned that your child is ill or your wife is
4: not taken care yeah. of, that's Satan. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's scaring you into thinking about your child's well-being. You mm-hmm. should not think about your child's mm-hmm. well-being or you know that otherwise you are being influenced by satan it, it doesn't make how how dare he do that to
1: people
5: mm-hmm.
1: and the the conditioning that that's in me that i noticed is even if it's not his his voice but these words like there's the challenge you know Jesus the people rejected Jesus in this way. People couldn't make it to heaven because of this, you know, finish line. Can you manage it? I mean, it didn't say that exactly, but that those All were right. the things that as I was listening to it, it's just like, oh, you know, this is coming up for me and this is coming up for me and, in in terms of yeah, where I am supposed to respond to listening mm. to this madness. And, um...
0: <laughs> yeah I know what you mean right. I, have, I, yeah. I have that same kind of feel of, of like oh he, he's mm-hmm. like he's mm-hmm. challenging me this is where I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. like no mm-hmm. I'm the guy who feels like that and yeah. like, like mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm gonna do this because it's the right thing to do like mm-hmm.
1: I'm not afraid
0: yeah
2: or also like uh, just putting it as like Satan is that's your Satan talking to you or something. So yeah then it's like it's a way that you can push it out of your oh mm. well I'm I am i am bad. I'm thinking that way. I gotta change my thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a convenient way to push it away. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, and
1: yeah. As somebody who grew up in this and I, I mean, Elton, Elton if, if you guys had a sim- similar experience where you just get to that point where you don't trust your own thoughts at all, because it could be Satan. And then you're just, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I'm having a thought, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> and having to relearn trusting your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own intuition about things mm-hmm. and relearning that after you separate yourself from that, all of this.
4: I I know even after, you know, the fact of the bullshit that I've endured as a kid, but recognizing that I am relearning how to think as an independent human being was not until my 20s, my early 20s,
5: -hmm. you know, and
4: just finally finding alternative ways to figure shit out for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Mm -hmm. but it's, I mean, yeah, there's, it just, I, you know, it, it almost, I almost kind of got the impression of, you know, this is what Trump kind of sounds like in a way and how he would speak to mm. his yeah. followers, you know. Um, but sorry, I just kind of had to put that out there. Yeah, no, there <laughs> are
0: similarities for sure. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
4: One thing that this is just. A,
2: surface point but when moon said at the last sentence that you know he put his children in an own orphanage so since i can do it you can do it but it's like no you didn't put your kids in the Um, orphanage you liar you know yeah yeah
1: Yeah. so or which kids i mean (laughs)
2: <laughs> well I that's what I was thinking I thought well, maybe he's talking from another wife yeah you know so but then I read it oh, again then he's saying okay. he's saying no he's uh, talking about Mrs. Moon that yeah, he told okay. her to go out like no he never did and
5: mm-hmm.
2: his you know his kids would never have been put in an orphanage So no.
5: it,
2: you know so for him to say that it was just an out lie. lie
5: yeah. mm.
2: and I, I, that's when I read that that's one point that stuck with me it was like He's, this is a lie he's lying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he never yeah. put his kids in orphanage
1: yeah
5: yeah
2: but you know that mm-hmm. was very simplistic thinking you know god and satan so it was either or you yeah. know and yeah. I, I think that's yes. what. members lived with was god or Satan.
0: yeah again like going back to like the discussion of like the cult departure literature it's like they they talk a lot about like most cults have this um they they call it black and white thinking Mm. Um, so they 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 encourage that it's it's you know it's it's us or them it's binary Mm -hmm. it's right or wrong uh which which leads to if you're a member it leads it leads to a, a very high degree of feelings of certainty um, mm-hmm. like, you know, the truth, you know, what's, right. you know, what's right. You know, what's wrong, you know, the, the right, the right way of action. And I think for me, it's like one thing that I, I really want to, I just, I just love the idea of like embracing the uncertainty of like, you don't have to know like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit that I don't know. And I'm never going to know. And I'm okay with that. I'm just going to mm-hmm. keep, I'm going to learn, uh, and I'll be okay if I just keep learning and also have an expectation that yeah life is going to be uncertain um and but i feel like that's mm-hmm. a just, just getting to that realization can, is is difficult because you're you're going from a place of, of com- like comforting certainty to mm. potentially very uncomfortable uncertainty when you when you cast aside that black and white thinking and you're like actually no the, the world right. is just made up made of you know a thousand shades of gray and there is no there is no black and white
5: right mm-hmm, mm-hmm um
0: but yeah that that idea of like the the binary you know god versus satan black or white like that's common amongst amongst all cults i guess that ultimately that's that's the point that i wanted to make that that, that's a a tactic that pretty Mm -hmm. much all cults will will use um in their Mm -hmm. indoctrination um i think i'm just looking at the time here it's sort of feeling like maybe we should wrap up soon i know it's it's even later for leamy in, in and <laughs> yeah. um, but um yeah i just i but yeah i mean i don't know is there any other like questions or comments anything anyone else wanted to address now that we've got everyone here together no okay no okay oh Limi's thinking <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wheels are I, I'm trying to think if there yeah was there anything else that that I wanted to ask or yeah
0: but uh, and so wait, I, actually just to be really clear so Teresa you know ne- you as far as you know you never like came across Limi when she was a kid or Algin uh or myself for that matter uh not that I wasn't a resident there but I, I visited mm-hmm. there a few times
2: I think I might have come across Limi's sister Okay. But I don't remember exactly. Yeah. No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: In mm-hmm. the Jacob house is where I would have. Mhm.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But and I don't Yeah. But just like a related questions about the Jacob house like scenario um you know you had this this room with these with these four boys that you were that you were looking after was there like and I appreciate you weren't there for that long um but Mm -hmm. like was there turnover in the boys in meaning like were there more than four boys that would have been under your your supervision while you were there
2: uh probably so if there was room and if um if there were if they came yeah I'm I'm sure they would have put more boys in my room yeah I don't know if they put a cap on how many children they would take at Jacob House. I don't know. Okay. But, yeah.
0: yeah. But um yeah. So but so so were were there more than four that were in your care, or I'm just No, I, I quite... it was four. Okay. So it was four, four at any one given time. But were oh. there were there kids that like when one left and another one oh. came in? That's what I'm saying.
2: Oh, I see. <laughs> I don't know because none of them left.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. So okay. okay. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. I,
2: I I think if if uh, more would have come, then I probably would have. If th- that age group, I yeah. probably could probably they probably would have put them in. Okay, got
0: it. Okay. Yeah. Mm,
2: yeah.
0: But for your time there, there were like four. Four was just, uh,
2: four was, just because that was the yeah. age group. Yeah. like if yeah like in my the room next to us was the older boys and I think there were eight in that room okay but they had two uh caregivers taking care okay
0: okay, okay. and do you know have you have you kept in touch with any of these any of these boys do you know where any of them are now do you like do you, yeah I'm just, just
2: gonna... uh I can't some of them no, I don't keep in touch with them. I okay. remember a few names, but I don't know where they are.
0: Okay.
5: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. All right. Well, just, let's.
1: Yeah, I just think it it speaks volumes that this was happening at exactly the same time that um, that Moon was in the middle of the court case and heading to prison, and even though that was all about tax evasion, people still members still um, say this was about religious persecution, and he never should have been in that situation. And yet, clearly, <laughs> clearly, there was criminal activity and families being torn apart. And, um, and this, uh, I don't know, direction, I guess you call it for three years. I was not aware of that. I always thought it was like 40 day conditions at a time. So that really no. shocks me.
2: This was some, yeah. I don't think he ever did that kind of mobilization before here in America. He might have done it in Japan or Korea, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that, as far as I know, that's the first and only time he. Eighty-three was for three years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Well,
1: I mean, if I, I never really could could get answers from from my mother about it before she passed away, so. Anybody who's listening who's afraid to talk to their kids about it, I would encourage you <laughs> yeah. just have the hard conversations because um they're so important.
2: Yeah. So how long were you left at Jacob House? I know you said seven years or something.
1: Often, Often on. on? Mm-hmm.
2: That's crazy. Yeah.
1: From what age did you from um, a couple of months. I don't I don't know exactly. Wow. I don't know exactly when, um, mm-hmm. but
0: maybe it was a hundred days.
1: Yeah. It, could've, it could've yeah, it. You know what? It, it very
2: well could have been. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was your mom's job? Her mission or
1: job? Like, she's she, she was around? yeah IOWC, yeah. and she oh, would okay. sign letters with her name and the IOWC commander. <laughs> oh, so she was the IOWC. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. I can tell you so, her name if you want
0: to bleep it out. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, I can take it out if you want. Yeah.
1: <gasps> no, really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my.
2: Oh, really? Okay, okay, okay. Oh
0: you knew her? God.
2: I didn't know her, but I see her name a lot. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't work with her, but yeah, I know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, all those, like older frontline members really you know their children were in the nursery
1: yes Mm -hmm.
2: so then she probably would have been part of this 83 mobilization because it was Mm -hmm. iwc yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: (sighs) wow and then moved to dc for the washington times when that kicked off oh and world and i Mm
0: Teresa, did you know my parents or did like did their name ring the bell?
2: No. Oh, okay, interesting. All right. I'm kind of like a different generation than your parents. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: But it's interesting that you knew Leemi's mom's name. Like I knew the name. Oh my God. Like, yeah, I knew the name. Yeah. I know her. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah. She's famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, I can tell you, I just was remembering um, there was a girl in Jacob House who couldn't walk well, because mm. um, since an infant, her mother had been mobilized and gone, mm-hmm. and the father would uh, carry her in a backpack all the time. So she never learned how to walk, right? Oh, wow. I, I Yeah. So when she was at Jacob House, wow. she just kind of wobble. and Yeah. Whoa. That was a sad story because uh, she didn't have the muscles in her leg, you know, right.
0: And that like impacted her for the rest of her life?
2: That I don't know. Okay. I know. I can tell you her name. I think you know her because okay. I asked you last time.
0: Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. And
2: yeah. I, I'm i hoping she's okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I don't really, I haven't kept up with her, but yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: But yeah, because her father always had to keep her in a backpack or a, when he did his job.
0: Yeah. It's weird. I have these memories of being like on a backpack, like it being in a backpack with my dad in New York City, uh, <sighs> and I, I mean, I was young; I was a few years old, mm. um, which would have been around this time, like eighty three oh. or uh,
2: Would your so, mother have been mobilized, and she didn't tell you?
0: <laughs> um, I. She was like doing church work, but I think it was uh-huh. still in the New York area while oh, we were okay. living there. So I okay. think we, at the time we all like lived okay. together, I think. Okay.
2: Good, good, good. Yeah. Um,
0: mm. Yeah, Or maybe she was, but I, so I, I know I wasn't a resident in Jacob house. Okay. Um, uh, there might've been a time when, yeah, maybe she was off doing this, that, or the other. And my dad was just like, you know, hauling me around New York city mm. when he was doing whatever he was doing. Uh uh, or mm. i would have been being like i, I know i was in the, the the nursery at the new yorker as well um but yeah it's, it's bizarre like you mentioned this you know these kids being carried around in carriers on their dad i actually remember that oh. but also the, the also in the innocent thing is also like i do that i did that with my son when he was yeah, yeah, tiny she, as yeah. well although yeah. actually he's he come to think of it you got to be pretty small to be in a carrier like my you know i did it with my son like he was maybe mm, maxed yeah. 18 months old when he, when I would put him in like the front carrier or the back carrier,
5: Mm -hmm.
2: but I was was
0: way older than that. When I remember when I, but this, this girl
2: was small. She Mm -hmm. was small for her age. Okay. Yeah. But we were told the reason she couldn't walk was because the, the father carry had to carry her on his. And she didn't have a chance to crawl or move, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and while I believe that story is true, it also makes me wonder if they just told you that story to oh. motivate <laughs> mm. keep kids away from their dads. Oh. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's true. It's too, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true.
0: Yeah, it's a scary uh, story to be like, they're better off here yeah. than out with their yeah. dads.
1: Yeah. Who can't wow. take care of them.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Who can't even think about them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah i i that would not shock me either if mm-hmm. that was the case
2: i feel like it's like a hidden history in the church and yeah you know yeah. you can't uh, really find anything information about it you know?
0: yeah that's uh, so why i'm really that's glad right. that we're having this conversation
4: yeah. very even grateful to know,
2: yeah i'll oh, thank mm-hmm. you even to know just how many nurseries you know were made these mm-hmm. for three years how many you know
5: mm-hmm.
2: it must have been a few more than what i
5: i don't
0: know what i said okay all right i think i think we're good i think i'm going to stop the recording there but we'll keep the session open um but before doing that doing before hitting stop i just want to say thank you to everyone for being here this was really um i think really important so thank you everyone for for being here and thank you teresa for stepping forward uh and mm-hmm. for, for, to um, all to for for making the time um yeah. all right yeah i'm gonna hit stop recording here. yeah i believe not even i mean okay i said at the beginning of this episode that i was feeling nauseous after recording this that's still the case i've been simultaneously nauseous and feeling like i wanted to eat everything in front of me it's a very bizarre feeling and i actually thought i had food poisoning for a while but as i've been processing and going through the editing process and thinking about it I'm quite certain it's not a bug that's gotten me. It's the emotional and psychological weight of this conversation. There you have it on tape. The Unification Church didn't give two shits about nearly killing an infant in a supposed childcare facility. What would have happened if those CPS people had simply gone upstairs and seen the illegal live-in, daycare facility for infants well, what would have happened i don't know but they were stopped from going up there or it certainly sounds like it and it leads me to think of a potentially horrible scenario which is as follows algin got sick which alerted the medical authorities which alerted the cps authorities which brought them to the door of jacob house they didn't see what was happening upstairs and the church Shut the facility down, not because they cared about the well-being of kids, but because they cared about the PR of the corrupt motherfucker Reverend Moon. Algin was lucky enough to survive, but what if, what if a kid died there? Then what? What if a kid died there and there was no, there was no paper trail? Maybe there's. What if it could have been faked? You know, a kid could have died in that place. The cult could have convinced the parents to, you know, say it happened at home or in some other circumstance and not implicate the child care facility. And no one would be the wiser. No one would know. There could be people out there with siblings who died as, as infants that they don't even know about because the cult convinced their parents not to go public and not to tell the families about it. And I think if you've learned anything about how this cult operates... It wouldn't surprise you because the ends always justify the means that the ends always justify the means. And would you really put it past them to 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 bury the death of an infant for the sake of their so-called providence? I'd believe it. I would definitely believe it. And I don't have any evidence to suggest this. This is pure speculation, but this is speculation that has been running through my head ever since listening to that is are these motherfuckers covering up more. I ended last season with the tale of a dead 18-year-old who was fundraising for the church. Are there dead infants from the 80s as well? We know there were at least four different facilities, Jacob House plus three others. Sounds like there could have been more than that. How many infants were there? They didn't have any doctors. They let Algin get to the point where she was nearly dead before seeking medical help. Is it that hard to believe that? Things got out of control in one of those places, and the truth was just buried. It's not hard to believe at all. And if anyone has any, any evidence or any thoughts on this, I'd love to hear from you. That could be a place where this show goes in the future. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. As I mentioned earlier, I'm just kind of going, going with where this topic takes me. If anyone would like to talk about that, then please hit me up. I never thought I'd be talking about that, to be honest, but I can't. I can't get it out of my head after thinking about this interview as well as Moon's attitude towards kids. These kids that were supposed to be the most precious thing in the world. He didn't give a fuck about them. He didn't give a fuck. So going back to what I asked in the beginning of this show. How big does the mosaic have to be? How many tiles need to be there for you to say this isn't enough? And if listening to this wasn't enough for you, then ask yourself, what would be enough? if you don't have a concrete answer to that, then you're not thinking rationally. Your head's buried in the sand. The layers of coercion run deep. I don't know where I'm going for next season. With this, but there's one thing I learned last time around is don't make any promises because shit's going to change. So just want to end by saying, yes, I'm coming back. It's going to be sometime in next year, 2022. I'll be announcing releases on Twitter and Instagram, so please follow the show there at falling out pod. Please contact me with any feedback. I would love to hear from you. Email info at fallingoutpod.com voice notes to voice notes at fallingoutpod.com Twitter, Instagram at fallingoutpod. I'm very easy to find. Thank you to everyone who contributed to this season. All of these guests have been phenomenal and I'm honored to say that I've become good friends with every single one of them through the process of doing these recordings long may that continue my friends long may that continue but i'm fucking shattered i'm fucking shattered and i need a rest so i'm coming back sometime next year i don't know exactly when i want to say thanks to the people that helped make this possible to teddy hose for the graphic design work for at leaky luco on instagram for the portraiture and to donna cervelli for helping out with a lot of stuff behind the scenes If you'd like to support the show, please consider becoming a Patreon member. Patreon members get access to exclusive video content, including this entire episode, which is going to be released simultaneously in video and audio format. I think I forget about the whole production line to make that happen. So in principle, Patreon people are going to be watching my beautiful face on video. You know you want to be a part of that. Thank you, everyone. I know who some of you are, but I don't know who all of you are, but I love you all. Stay safe. Be good. Don't get brainwashed and let's keep this fucking train going. Give these motherfuckers a thousand cuts. Peace.